Hashtag murder may contain explicit and disturbing material and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Hashtag Murder. I'm Scar. And I'm Alex. And we're millennials who love murder. And finally being home from vacation. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. It was madness. I'm never doing that again. Also, Whitney loved the uh, cow print (laughs) balloons. She loved them. (laughs) Weren't those fun? Yeah. So we started out by... It was so long. It was... You just have to think about it. (laughs) I did have to think about it for a second. So Dustin and I drove to Louisville. Mm -hmm. We were there for two days. Mm -hmm. And then we got on a plane and we flew to Utah, Mm -hmm. Salt Lake City. And then we were there for two days. And then we drove to West Wendover, Nevada. Okay. Which is like... It's just casinos. There's nothing to do there. No, it's just... It's just gambling. Okay. Uh, and we saw Kylie and Brennan get married on a golf course. Mm-hmm. We were there for one day. And then we drove back to Salt Lake City and we were there for one day. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, but it was a lot of fun. It just, just so much happened. And then we flew back to Louisville one day. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then Dustin dropped me off in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Where I had Harley's bachelorette party. It was me and nine other women. So much estrogen. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was so much. Uh, But it was a lot of fun. And we we drank all day for three days straight. So you're very dehydrated. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, super. Notice I haven't had to pee yet. (laughs) I'm super dehydrated. Um, But but it was a good time. Um, We ended our night by, or ended our time there last night. Nope, two nights ago. By playing this game where you sit in a chair and somebody throws hot dogs at your face. (laughs) What? (laughs) And you try to catch them. And all the videos are in slow motion. It's really funny. They just hit you in the face. (laughs) Oh, my God. But it was all a lot of fun. And while we were in Utah, between the drive from Utah to Nevada is where the salt flats are. Oh, that's cool. So that's where we took majority of, like, the wedding photos and stuff. Um, And you can actually drive out on them, which is neat. That's Um, cool. So we took that rental car, and we were... We were out there, but there was a clear delineation of where it was cool to drive on the salt flats and where it was not cool, and it turns into mud. Oh. So we were fine, but one of the members of the wedding party got their rental car stuck oh. in the salt flats. <laughs> That's nice. And it took like 10 people to push the shit in out. two hours to get the car out. Great. Yeah, um, two of which were total strangers, so, yeah. That's nice. I did not take part in getting the car out. I was back with the rest of the party getting hammered. Okay, yep. (laughs) We had all that leftover alcohol from the wedding. We were like, I guess we're just going to drink and wait for them to come back. Oh, man, but it was really funny. So they finally got the car out, saved them, like, a $3,000 towing bill. Oh, shit. Yeah, and then then we went through the car wash because the car was covered in salt. And then, so we went through the car wash, and then we went to this, like, state park. Mm Mm-hmm. Where the bugs were so thick that as we were driving through them, it sounded like it was raining. (laughs) Oh, that's nasty. (laughs) So then we had to get another car wash. That's disgusting. Oh, but it was a good time. I only fell once. I'm pretty proud of myself. That's impressive. And it wasn't entirely my fault. I was hammered, but there was a grate in the road that I tripped over. Okay. So yeah, skinned my knee a little bit, but that's all right. Scarlet behavior. (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh, I fall often. Oh, man. But anywho, been a while since we've recorded, so let's just, let's do it. Let's do the thing. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you the story of Kelsey Barrett. Ooh. Yeah, I don't think this one is as well known. I'd never heard of it. I don't know um, who she is, so. I think an episode of something just popped up and it piqued my interest at a very specific point, and I'll, you'll know whenever we get there. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so we're starting out in Washington State in a small town called Moses Lake. And they kept saying it was super small, but I looked it up and there's about 26,000 people there. We've had smaller. Yeah, that's not super small. Yeah, so, uh, and this is the home of Kelsey Barrett. And Kelsey was a cornbread and biscuits kind of gal. Cornbread and biscuits. (laughs) Uh, And she was born and raised on her family farm. Okay. So Kelsey had all these dreams and aspirations of being a pilot. That's cool. I know. Um, Not my cup of tea. I prefer the the earth. Earth. Yeah. <laughs> or as Dustin says, the air tube. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're going in the air tube. Uh, so Kelsey enrolls in pilot training at, oh, I wrote Bend Bend. I think I meant Big Bend. Big Bend Community <laughs> yeah. College. Big Bend Community College, where she got her private pilot's license and Kelsey became a flight instructor. That's cool. Yeah. And she was really proud of herself and I am too. That's really neat. Um, so she's got all this big girl boss energy, but. Big boob energy. <laughs> yeah. She's got the big boob energy. She's got big boob energy. <laughs> Uh, but she thought she was missing something. A family. Okay. Yeah. Specifically a family and a farm. So she, she wouldn't. So she wanted the husband, the, the kids, kids, the cows. Yep. She the... wanted the whole the whole nine yards. Okay. Yeah. And at this point in her life, Kelsey's 27 and we're in 2016. And she's constantly working. So she's kind of struggling to find the time to date. So what does she do? Gets Tinder. <laughs> Here's the thing. So this is whenever I was like, I need to pay attention to this. Okay. Because <laughs> I think it was like doing the dishes or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I got to do this one. So in the documentary, the guy said she got on this dating website that was specifically geared to her specific kind of lifestyle. Or he said something like that. And I was like. Farmers only. <laughs> it's farmers only. It's farmers only. <laughs> oh, which is really funny. So this is whenever Kelsey meets fellow farm boy, Patrick Frazy. And Patrick lives in Colorado. She yeah, lives that in was, Washington State. That was definitely farmers only. Oh, yeah. Because he was the like next closest farmer. farmer. <laughs> <laughs> was a whole she two states expand, over. Expand that miles away thing. Yeah. Her parameters yeah. were set real far. Uh, yeah. So that's pretty crazy. But anyway, Kelsey and Patrick hit it off immediately. Patrick was a good old cowboy and seemed to be exactly what Kelsey was looking for in a partner. Side note, Patrick did not like being called a cowboy. He wanted to be called a cattleman. Cowboy sounds cooler, though. I know. Like, okay, Pat, you can get over yourself. (laughs) Uh, And he thought of himself as, quote, the last of a dying breed of men. Oh, my. You know what? This reminds me of the sticker I got for my birthday, because I also got a sticker. And it says, may you have the confidence of a mediocre white man. That's what Patrick is. Yeah. Like, if you have to say that you're not like other men, you You are are like other other men. men. Stupid. Uh, But anyways, so Kelsey is immediately drawn to Pat. He's very charming and he's already living that kind of life that Kelsey's had dreams of. And he's very big on family. And Patrick actually lives on the family ranch with his mother in a teeny little town called Florissant in Colorado. 
Okay. So he lives with mom on the farm. So things are really taking off. So Pat flies up to Washington State to meet Kelsey and Kelsey's family for the first time. That's sweet. Yeah. And during this initial meeting is whenever Patrick convinces Kelsey to move down to Colorado so they can be closer together. This is the first time they've met? It is. They did chat on the phone and text for, I think, I can't remember how long, but it was a few months. Okay. I believe. But he flies up there and he's like, hey. You should move. Get you a U-Haul. Come down to Colorado. Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, so all of this happens so fast. They meet online. Oh, here we go. They meet online in early 2016. Kelsey moves in. Oh, she doesn't move in. She moves down there in April of 2016. Okay. So about four months passed. And then they're engaged in May of 2016. That's too too quick. That's real quick. So, yeah. So Kelsey's family was, like, super taken aback by this because this isn't typical Kelsey fashion. It's not no, really her she's style. Pre- she's pretty grounded. Yeah. But they saw that Kelsey was happy, so they were happy for her, too. So when Kelsey moves to Colorado, she gets a cute little condo in Woodland Park, and she gets a job as a flight instructor in Grand Junction, which is where my cousin Alex lives. Yeah, this said right where Alex lives, and I was like, I don't live there. <laughs> like, when did you move there? Uh, no, but my cousin lives there. Hi, Alex. My um, sister lives in Colorado and Denver, though. Yeah, I, I love Colorado. I've never been, but we're going in <gasps> December. You are? Mm-hmm. Oh, that'll be fun. Family Christmas vacation. Oh, Lord. It's yeah. going to be a shit show. <laughs> it is going to be a shit show, but it'll be fun. Uh, okay, so about a year into Kelsey's moving out to Colorado, Kelsey gives birth to her and Patrick's first child. So they got to get into it real they, quick. They were like, let's, cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they have a baby girl named Kaylee. Cute. I know. Kelsey and Kaylee. I love that. I know. Kelsey loves being a mother. She loves dressing up. Ky- Kylie. She loves dressing up. <laughs> <laughs> she loves dressing up Kaylee and taking your places and showing her off and everything is going well for Kelsey. Mom life is working. Okay. Yeah. So fast forward just a smidge to December 2nd, 2018. And Kelsey's mother, Cheryl, places a call to the Woodland Park Police Department because she hasn't heard from Kelsey in 10 days. And they spoke often. So this was weird. Kelsey's mom relays that she hasn't spoken to her daughter since November 2nd at around 9 a.m. And this prompted Mama Cheryl to text Patrick and be like, hey. November 22nd? Oh, what did I say? Second. Oh, November 22nd. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Math. (laughs) Math. (laughs) Math. (laughs) Math. whenever you say that. Um, okay. So Mama Cheryl is like, are you with Kelsey? Have you heard from her? Where is she? And when mom sends all of these texts, Patrick calls Mama Cheryl and tells her that he and Kelsey are no longer seeing each other. And Patrick said that he was surprised that Kelsey hadn't told her mother this information herself and that they'd been broken up. Interesting. That sounds fishy because yes. I feel like if they, knowing Kelsey and how close she is with her mom and her family, she would have called immediately or like called daily, especially if you're like in the middle of heartbreak. Yes. Because you need that family support. Exactly. Um, And she probably honestly would have maybe made plans to move back to Washington if she's not with Pat anymore and not attempting to like rekindle things. Exactly. Because there's no point in her living there if there's nothing going on. Yeah. I I mean, she could be a flight instructor anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Patrick said the last time he saw Kelsey was whenever Kelsey handed off their daughter to them. They were like switching weeks or whatever because they'd been broken up, Mm -hmm. allegedly. Don't really know. But he says that they handed off Kaylee right outside of the condo and that was the last time he saw her. Okay. Outside of the condo. Uh, oh, are you foreshadowing? Mm-hmm. 
it. We'll come back okay. to it. All right. <laughs> so the Woodland Park police officers tell Mama Cheryl that they try and get a hold of her, but they're not ready to file a missing persons report just yet. Why? I guess, I guess the office was real swamped. That Fuck y'all. <laughs> uh, because, you know, adults can do whatever they want and they can go missing on their own if they want to. Yeah, but typically mothers don't do that. Yeah, she's got a two-year-old baby girl. So police go to Kelsey's condo. Both of her vehicles were parked out front and then they go knock on the door. They're basically doing a welfare check and police didn't get any answer so they get the condo owner to let them into her home. Police go in and everything seems normal. Nothing really fishy at first but upon further investigation they notice that Kelsey's car keys are missing. But both of her cars are there. Exactly. Interesting. Yeah. So now police are concerned and they bring in the Colorado Bureau of Investigation. All right. Yeah. CBI. Yeah. CBI. <laughs> I just love when they call on these things. I know. <laughs> so investigators find a receipt on the kitchen counter, and the receipt was from a grocery store. I'm hoping it was King Supers. I love King Supers. Whenever you go to Colorado, that's their Kroger. Oh. <laughs> or Terrace Teeter. <laughs> and it was stamped for 10 days prior on November 22nd, which was the last day that Kelsey spoke with her mother. Okay. So investigators head to the grocery store and get surveillance footage from that day, and Kelsey's seen with her daughter around noon, and everything seems normal. All right, She's cool. just going to the grocery. So investigators send out a Beyond the lookout for Kelsey. They also bring in Kelsey's family to find out more information about her, like, personal life. Okay. Investigators ask about the relationship with Patrick, and her family reiterates that they were surprised about the breakup, but that the relationship was starting to get a little bit rocky here in the past few months. Kelsey told her mom fairly recently that things weren't really working out the way that she thought they would. Patrick didn't want to leave the family ranch, but also Kelsey didn't want to live with Patrick's mother because he still lives with his mom. Yeah, I can understand that. It'd be different if you had, like, a like a house built on the farm like away from the family home yep that's one thing but if you're like living in the same house with your essentially future mother-in-law that can get a little bit weird especially if you're you know in your late 20s and you just want to like be on your own and you have your own family Mm -hmm. exactly so patrick and kelsey literally have never lived with each other isn't that weird weird? and they have a baby (laughs) i know but i guess it was fine for the first year year and a half or so i don't know so when kelsey went to her badass job as a flight instructor she would drop off baby kaylee at patrick house and then whenever she got off work she'd go and pick her back up again which is admittedly a little weird it's a little odd uh, i mean like when i was a baby uh we got dropped off in the morning my abuela's house and then picked up that night yeah but my dad wasn't living at my abuela's house <laughs> yeah like my parents were married so like that's that's just weird yeah strange strange setup i don't know um oh and kelsey's family also said that kelsey they could believe the whole that they broke up thing but that kelsey would have never abandoned baby kaylee yeah no absolutely not like they could see them breaking up but she wouldn't just leave her two one and a half year old daughter yeah no so now investigators want to talk to patrick to see if he has any information for them oh i'm sure he does yeah um so they head to the ranch of pat and mama pat and (laughs) uh, and patrick says that kelsey is the one who called things off the day before thanksgiving and that she said this kind of arrangement the whole like not living together and baby thing isn't working out that's fair yeah and that she needed a change of scenery and patrick says that the last time he had any sort of communication with her was the following sunday after thanksgiving via text and that was it so i guess he wasn't concerned that he hadn't heard from his daughter's mother in a week that's just weird because especially because she's so involved in her baby's life i can imagine 
imagine she probably picked her daughter up. Yeah. After work or after whatever she's doing. But to not think... hear from her? <laughs> like, it's just odd. She's definitely texting and calling and checking in on her daughter. She's not just ghosting. Yeah. No. Exactly. I don't buy that. Oh, so, super weird. So, investigators kind of start grilling Patrick on his whereabouts the day that Kelsey disappeared. And this causes old Patrick to get a little defensive. And this is whenever Pat says that he's done speaking with investigators and he will only speak to them with an attorney present. You have a right to an attorney yes. to have them speak for you only speak when there's one present but it's a little fishy when you're so uh you know defiant yeah not willing to talk especially if anyway. you're not being helpful in finding your baby mama yeah slash wife yeah <laughs> so weird shithead yeah so with this sudden unwillingness to help investigators get a warrant for kelsey and patrick's phone records and they also get kelsey's last known location from the gps on her cell phone and her last known location this is so crazy her last known location was on november 25th at 5 13 p.m in gooding idaho why was she in idaho <laughs> i don't know it's like 800 miles away what the what <laughs> yeah so phone last pinged in idaho very strange 800 she, miles was she kidnapped i don't know like, did she just go to Idaho? Because she, remember, she's got her pilot's license. Oh, I guess she could fly to Idaho. Yeah, but okay. like, why? She doesn't know anybody there. She's from Washington State. Yeah, there's no reason for her to go to, unless she met another country boy on Farmers Only, but I feel like she'd be a little <laughs> hesitant to do that. Yeah, uh, so that's really weird. So investigators don't really know what this means just yet. So back to Colorado. Kelsey's family has been staying in her condo. That's um, weird. It's a crime scene. It, or, I mean, it could a be a crime scene. crime scene. It's, it's it's a possible crime scene. Yeah. So uh, two days later, at this time, Kelsey's been missing for two weeks. Her family's been living in her condo. And Kelsey's brother calls the police because he has found drops of blood in the bathroom. Why didn't they find that when they did their uh, d- uh, wellness check? The initial check? search. I don't know. Oh, my God. So it's okay. been, yeah, it's been a long time. So I don't know why this wasn't found in the first place, but here we go. So investigators go back to the condo and they luminol the bathroom. And there's blood everywhere. It's on the toilet, the floor, the walls, the bathtub, the light switch covers. So she died there. That's what they're thinking now. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of blood everywhere. Blood that was cleaned up. Yeah. Very well. Not to give this person credit, but it was cleaned very well. So things are not looking good. So police bring in Kelsey's mom to make an appeal to the community. And in this appeal, her mom states that this is totally out of character, that Kelsey would never have just ran off and hopefully get the public's help on finding Kelsey. All right. So 21 days after Kelsey's gone missing, her neighbor remembers that she has a security camera on the outside of her home. You didn't think about this three weeks ago <laughs> it's when been your neighbor was missing? Days. And she's like, oh, I do have that camera. I people are so selfish. Okay. I know. Uh, so that's annoying. So police get these images from Thanksgiving from this chick's camera. And remember how Patrick said whenever he picked up their daughter, he met Kelsey outside of the apartment. Mm-hmm. Photo evidence says that's a lie because you can see in this video that Patrick had met Kelsey at the door, and you can clearly see Patrick and Kelsey and their daughter all standing in the doorway that they just walked out of from Kelsey's condo. Okay, so he's full of shit. Yes. So investigators need to circle back. To Patrick because his story directly contradicts this whole meeting kid handoff situation. That thing, yeah. Yeah. So investigators reach back out to Patrick, who has since lawyered up, and his lawyer says that Patrick will not be doing any sort of interviewing with them anymore at all. Yeah, that's not suspicious. 
You should be wanting to help find your baby mama. Exactly. Help find Kelsey. So investigators get a warrant for Patrick and his mother's ranch. They're going to get the info they need one way or another. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> yeah. So investigators head out to the ranch. They cut off the lock to the fence and they start looking for clues. And this is... <laughs> This part's so weird. So they start searching inside the house and in the office on the desk, they find photos of Patrick at an ATM on the day of Kelsey's disappearance. What? And these are photos that Patrick himself has collected. So he's kind of like laying out an alibi for himself. Okay, sir, if you're <laughs> actually innocent, typically you don't, you don't go pr <laughs> prove your own alibi. You let the cops do that for you. I know. It's so weird. I've never heard of anyone doing that. I've heard of a guilty man doing that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then there's a note that Patrick has handwritten and it accounts for everything he did that day. It says that he went to pick up his daughter around 1230. He took their daughter to Walmart and then they went to the bank and then they got home around 430 and that he worked on the ranch for the rest of the day and he didn't leave the house again after that. But cell phone records indicate that this is also a lie because his cell phone wasn't at the ranch. It was at Woodland Park, which is where Kelsey's condo is. I bet you he... Uh did pick up his daughter, went to Walmart in the ATM or whatever. Yep. Dropped daughter off with mom. Yep. Then went and killed Kelsey. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's that's essentially what happened here. So now investigators have Patrick's cell phone records, every call, every text. And at one point in these texts, Kelsey asked Patrick if he wants to make, <laughs> I forgot, uh, she asked Patrick if he wants her to make a sweet potato casserole. <laughs> I thought that was really sweet. Kind of cute. Yeah. But anyway, these texts from November 23rd, because it is Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. indicate that Kelsey was in fact cutting things off with Pat and Pat responds with a text saying, quote, look, if this is what you really want, I'll respect your wish and give you space let me know if you change your mind i'll leave you alone end quote okay seems like he's taking it well or he just doesn't care yep exactly so his cell phone records also indicate that patrick called his mother and another number with a 208 area code i don't know that one well it's an idaho area code interesting yeah which is where kelsey's phone was last pinged what is happening <laughs> This gets so twisted so quick. Oh my God, it's crazy. So investigators need to figure out who this 208 number belongs to ASAP. They call the FBI and they learn that this number belongs to a woman named Crystal Kinney Lee. Crystal Methany. <laughs> Crystal Methody. Uh, so who is Crystal? And why is he calling her so many times? Side piece. Uh, I wonder oh, if he met her on Farmers Only. Hey, they might have. Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> so now investigators call Crystal and the investigator explains the whole situation that Kelsey's missing and they know how uh, oh, Kelsey and Patrick are a thing and then broke up. Oh, yep. So yeah. yeah, They're not a thing anymore. And that they notice several phone calls between Crystal and him and they're trying to get to the bottom of things. And Crystal responds by saying quote, I've known Patrick since 2006. We're business partners and he's a friend. And I have no idea who this Kelsey Barrett person is, end quote. You don't know who your friend's baby mama is? <laughs> and why is that the first thing you say? It's like, we're friends, don't know who she is. That's all I got for you. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So a little bit about Crystal here. Crystal was a registered nurse in Twin Falls, Idaho, and she was way into the rodeo scene. She loved that cowboy lifestyle. No, cattleman lifestyle. <laughs> Style. Yeah, cattleman, not cowboy. <laughs> and that she had last spoken with Patrick on Thanksgiving and she had... <laughs> 
She'd gone down to Colorado to sell her half of a horse to Patrick. The fuck does that mean? <laughs> I don't know what that means. I, like, the top half, the lower half. So you know how people, uh, like, back in, like, medieval times would sell off their daughters for, like, cattle and, like, random Pigs shit and stuff? And stuff? Yeah. yeah. So I jokingly say that I bought Whitney for half a goat. <laughs> And every time she's getting on my nerves, I'm like, you know what? You can go back to Tamara or Tammy. I don't I don't even want my goat back. You can go. You can keep half the goat. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know which half it is. I just thought that was really weird. So Crystal says that she arrived at Patrick's and Mom's ranch around 9 a.m. to sell this half horse and that the deal fell through. So then she just went back to Idaho the same day. About driving. It's a lot of driving, Crystal. That's a lot of, yeah, it's 13 hours one way to be exact. <laughs> okay, but you, you didn't drive 26 hours straight. 26 hours, girl? Like, I guess she drank a lot of energy drinks and took some Adderall? I don't fucking know. I don't know. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, okay, so, oh, side note. Well, okay. Kelsey is gorgeous. Yeah, she's like, beautiful. Look up pictures of her. But also, Kelsey looks like a super nice lady. Or, Crystal, sorry. Um, She's got a big smile, blonde hair, just looks like a nice cowgirl. Cattle girl. Cattle girl. Cattle, Cattle woman. woman. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Kelsey's gorgeous. Love her. Um, okay, so also, Crystal wasn't even phased that this whole half horse business didn't go through. <laughs> if I drove 26 hours, I'd be pissed if a deal went, didn't go through. <laughs> I would be so mad. But so whenever Crystal tells the police what went down, they put two and two together and realize that Kelsey's phone was indeed traveling with Crystal. Did the horse eat it? <laughs> The, the half horse ate it. Yep. <laughs> and then she put the, the half of the horse in the back of her van and, and drove her back. back. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. So, investigators need to get to the bottom of this. So, they head up to Idaho to speak with Crystal in person. I'm assuming they flew and did not take that 26-hour drive. <laughs> <laughs> road trip so investigators call crystal out and they're like girl we know you're lying so why don't you just tell us exactly what happened here and to investigators surprise crystal says i'll tell you everything but i want to get a lawyer first suspicious yeah so don't now be suspicious. don't be suspicious <laughs> super suspicious so now the interview is over and investigators are thinking like it's going to be days before we hear back from her but one hour passes and investigators get a tip and one of crystal's friends had called down to colorado saying she had information that they'd probably be interested in hearing the old friend flip i love it <laughs> i know and crystal's friend tells investigators that she and pat weren't just horse havers they were lovers shocking <laughs> Havers. <laughs> Why did I write that? I'm so stupid. Um, okay. And they weren't just lovers, that Patrick was Crystal's first love. Oh. Yeah. And that they'd met whenever Crystal took a trip down to Colorado for some sort of horse show, and that's where she met Patrick. So, so they're both horse people, which <laughs> yeah. she and she loves him and like would do anything for him because you know, first love, whatever. Yes. And he's just a piece of shit that used her. Oh, it yes, a million percent. That's okay. definitely what happened here. Um so so Crystal and Patrick have this weird relationship. Crystal would go down to Colorado, they'd be a thing, and then she'd go back home to Idaho and then they wouldn't be a thing. That's weird. Like, they wouldn't really talk. She'd just live her life, and he'd live her, his, and... That's odd. Yeah. And they didn't say this... I didn't get any sort of information that this is actually a thing, but I'm just gonna go ahead and say that this was a very one-sided relationship, and I think Crystal was a lot more in love with Patrick than Patrick was with her. Yeah, I'm not liking Patrick. Yeah. And... <laughs> 
Crystal actually even got married to another man to try and forget about Patrick. And they're <laughs> That's not why you get married. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she got married to try and just get over him and she, she couldn't. And so Crystal's new husband learns about this affair and then they get divorced, which is so strange. Um, and Crystal knew nothing about Kelsey or Kaylee. Crystal had no idea. That he had a secret baby mama and baby? Yeah. Well, wife. They're married. <laughs> Oh, Pat and Kelsey, you're married? Yeah, oh. married. Yeah. So she didn't know anything about this um, until the day she got to, or maybe a few days before she got to Colorado. Interesting. So strange. So back to Colorado. Crystal confronts Patrick about this whole, like, life situation. And Patrick then tells Crystal how Kelsey is a terrible and abusive mom and making up all of this bullshit. And then tells Crystal that the only way that he and her can be together is if they get rid of Kelsey. And at this point, Crystal tells her friend that Patrick had basically solicited her to kill Kelsey. That's insane. You basically like, Pat's like living a double life. Yes. He's got the secret lover and then a baby mama wife and baby and then he's getting a secret lover to kill the baby. That's just wild. I know. It's like the opposite of of the boobs. Yeah. It's like the other way around. It's so, so crazy. So, investigators need to speak to Crystal again. So they get the name and number for her lawyer and give him a ring and they tell the lawyer that if she'll give him, or if she'll give them information, that they'll offer her a plea bargain. So, on December 20th, Crystal agrees and she meets with law enforcement and tells them the whole story. And that Patrick had been talking about killing Kelsey since September of 2018. So, like, four months prior. What? Yeah. He's been planning this for four months. But why? Like, she didn't do anything to you. I know. Just get... They're not even together. I was gonna say just get divorced, but they're not even living together. Yeah, just get divorced. You don't (laughs) even have to see her, except when she drops off the baby. I know. So, Crystal had allegedly had no intentions of murdering this woman, Kelsey, but that Patrick kept trying to guilt her into saying that Kelsey was going to kill their daughter if no one else was going to intervene. Okay, just call the cops, Pat, if you're so concerned about your baby mama abusing your daughter. I know. Call CPS. I don't understand. So, Crystal cuts off communication from Patrick for a couple weeks, but on November 22nd, Crystal gets a random text from Patrick saying, we need to talk. So, Crystal calls Patrick, and he says, quote, you have a mess to clean up. You need to get out here right away and you need to come prepared, end quote. Is that code for bring bleach? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. So Crystal at this point doesn't know exactly what happened, but she makes an educated guess. And this is whenever she drives all night to get to the Woodland Park area. And Crystal goes into Kelsey's condo and starts cleaning. And the condo is a bloody mess. So literally the only reason he needed her was to, to clean, clean it up, up. The crime scene. Like Yeah, like you murdered, a, you murdered your wife and then you... <sighs> solicited your side piece to come and clean up your mess? Yes. Oh, fuck you, Patrick. I know. And the things that she couldn't get clean, like the soft fabric items, pillows mm-hmm. and clothes, put them into trash bags and she took them with her back to Idaho. This isn't looking good for you, Crystal Methany. No, 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 not at all. Um, so then Crystal goes to the ranch, Pat and Mom's ranch. Okay. And Patrick relays to Crystal that on Thanksgiving Day, he had... Lear- oh, this is so twisted. This is crazy. He lured Kelsey into her own condo for a quote-unquote romantic surprise. 
This is so sad. He gets Kelsey into the house and says, I want you to guess the scents of these candles that I got for you. I'm going to blindfold you and then I want you to smell these and tell me what you think they are. And so she trusts him because that's her baby daddy. She doesn't have any reason not to trust him. Yeah. They're only getting divorced because he refuses to live with her. Exactly. So he blindfolds Kelsey. There are candles. She leans in and starts to smell them. And this is whenever Patrick starts beating Kelsey with a baseball bat. What the fuck? Isn't that like maniacal? That's definitely planned. Oh, a hundred percent. Oh my God. It's so sad. It's so tragic. And even sadder, their daughter was in the room, little Kaylee, while this was taking place. And he's doing this in front of their daughter? Yes. Are you piece of shit. I know. Uh, and Kelsey's last words were, please stop. Especially if it's in front of her daughter. She doesn't want to see, she doesn't want her daughter to see her being beaten to death by her own dad. Oh, God. So, yeah, that's what went down. Super sad. So, Patrick then placed Kelsey's remains in a plastic tote, and then he placed the tote in the back of his truck. He put their daughter in the car, in her car seat, and drove home, and he had Thanksgiving dinner with his mother. After beating your wife to death with a baseball bat in front of your own child. Yeah. Oh my god, so fucked up. So, why did Crystal get involved? What was the point in her even being there or doing anything? So weird. I feel like Extra he layer. maybe was trying to like blame it on her, like uh, the jealous, scorned lover beats up the and kills the baby mama. Yeah, I, I don't really, I guess we'll find out. Mm-hmm. We'll find out together because I don't remember the ending. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, okay, well Crystal said that she loved Patrick and he asked her for help, so she went. She drove the 26 fucking hour round trip drive to help or to help Patrick dispose of evidence of the murder. So Crystal meets up with Patrick at the ranch. They go and buy some gasoline. They place the tote in the field and then they set the tote containing Kelsey's remains on fire. And then Patrick convinces Crystal to drive back to Idaho and take Kelsey's purse and her phone and all those clothes and pillows. And Crystal got in her car and she left for Idaho with the fire still burning. Yeah, that's his way of trying to blame her. Yep. Uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, man. So crazy. This making me really sweaty (laughs) so hot Uh, so crystal kenny lee was charged with tampering with evidence which is definitely a felony and on december 21st 2018 patrick frazy is arrested and taken into custody for the first degree murder of kelsey barreth and was held at the teller county jail so you'd think that this is basically where the story ends but there's more and there's more i don't remember what the more is okay God. So Patrick is in custody and Crystal is full on cooperating with investigators. They take Crystal to the ranch. She shows them where the burn site was and then they take her to Kelsey's condo and she shows them exactly how she cleaned everything up. It's okay. crazy. So on November 1st, 2019, Patrick's trial begins. So about a year later. And Crystal had agreed to testify in exchange for pleading guilty to tampering with evidence. Okay. So at the trial, Crystal is giving her testimony and Patrick is listening very closely to everything that Crystal saying like very intently it was creepy it was creepy to watch probably like trying to like uh intimidate her if she looked at him yes yeah um but crystal never made eye contact good girl yep yeah so we're six days into this trial (laughs) oh now i remember uh and a wild new piece of evidence is entered into circulation (laughs) this is so crazy so a former inmate at the prison where patrick was being held comes forward and this inmate says that he has all of these handwritten notes that he saved that were written to him by patrick you're weird okay (laughs) So here's 
what they say. And they're a little disjointed because they're written on like pieces of toilet paper. Oh my God. Yeah. So here's kind of what they say. Quote, make your own notes off mine and then flush mine. Or go to her husband's house with a pizza and a gun and make him talk, then dump him out in the desert. Nobody, no forensics, but with the help of the DA, they are coaching her on circumstantial evidence for her to give lying statements to match up. They all need to disappear. Here's my mom's number. And pass a message to her via text or call and use the fake line, quote, that all the horses are taken care of. End quote, end quote. The horses taken care of thing <laughs> reminds me of uh, building a pond. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the horses So basically, the he's trying to get this inmate that he's with to reach out to his mom and get K- blah, 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 crystal methany murdered, is yes. what I'm gathering from that. Yes. So all of these notes were on, like, different pieces of something, tissue or toilet paper. I don't fucking know. And then he's flushing them. Yeah, so he's trying to get this fellow inmate to, yeah, basically what you just said. He's never met this man before. He's just like, please kill my scorned lover. Yeah, someone he has never met that is a fellow prisoner. It's so crazy. Also, at this point, they showed a photo of Patrick, and he has a terrible haircut. (laughs) And I was watching this with Derek and Dustin, and Derek said it looked like he has a, I wear a lot of hats haircut. That's like the, uh, you have a face for radio. (laughs) Yeah. His, his his mom probably cuts his hair. <laughs> probably. It was like straight across. It was not cute. Um. Okay. So, I mean, even before these wild notes, I'm pretty sure everyone knew he was guilty, but this just really sealed the deal. Yeah, you didn't help yourself out here, buddy. No. So Patrick is found guilty on all charges, first degree murder, felony murder, and three counts of solicitation to commit murder. And then he's sentenced to life without the possibility of parole, plus 156 years. Wow. Bye, Pat. Fuck you, Pat. Yeah. And Crystal Kenny Lee was sentenced to three years in January of 2020 and will be eligible for parole in 2021 at the age of 35. Okay. And that's that on that. Wow. Isn't that crazy? I didn't see a picture of him. I'm going to look him up. Yeah, he's he's not cute. Oh, I don't have any fun facts. Oh, no. Yeah, he's not cute. I don't know what she saw in him. Yeah, I guess he was real charming. I don't know. He does have a I wear a lot of hats haircut. <laughs> He really does. Oh, man. Okay. So, for our fun facts section, I'm going to read you this little blurb from datingranking.com that gives you a quick little description of what Farmers Only really is and what it stands for. Let's do it. So, it says, Farmers Only. It is a farmer's dating site for people living in sparsely populated areas. It is gaining popularity and has fast success, but in fact, this is not surprising since people really need needed such a duty. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. <laughs> That's confusing. Uh, and still... Why do farmers need a separate dating service? City folks just don't get it. <laughs> they don't. That's what the commercial said. <laughs> uh, they, lead, they lead an otherwise lifestyle than urban ones. <laughs> so what? This like, is oh. written by a kindergartner. <laughs> uh, and it is much harder for them to search out somebody who can adapt to such a routine. Learn more from the Farmers Only Review. The creator of this platform is Jerry Miller. He was inspired by a woman farmer who he'd met once. <laughs> Of course. (laughs) Uh, She established a free profile on a dating portal. She came across only city guys who were variant from her. They must have, like, used the thesaurus. (laughs) Uh, It's not flowing very well. It's really not. Um, And that's the reason our portal is satisfactory. Herein, all users have equal zests with you. (laughs) 
Okay. That was so disjointed. That was so weird. But uh, Patrick Frazee, it reminds me of Swayze, like Patrick Swayze. Yeah. But he, uh, you know, he killed or tried to, well, he killed one person he met on Farmers Only and then tried to frame the other one. And then tried to kill her. Tried to kill her. (laughs) Yeah. So um, it's not looking good for you, Farmers Only. I know. Yeah, that's a bad, um, that's not a good look. It's like the, ten- <laughs> isn't there a guy on Tinder that the was The Tinder swindler. Yes. I don't think he killed anybody, but he, like, got a lot of money out of people. Yeah. Maybe he did. I don't fucking know. Who knows? Who he might have killed somebody. I did watch it, but I don't remember. <laughs> of course you don't remember. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it's so hot in here. Uh, and that's, um, that's But before that. you go, follow us on Instagram. Yeah, we have an Insta. At. Oh. Hashtag MurderPod. <laughs> Spell out the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, and if you like this episode, give us five stars. We'd appreciate it. Please, please, please. Yeah. And tell all your friends. And your dog. And your dog. And your cat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, I have to go take a shower because I, I feel like airport yeah. is on me. <laughs> and I have to go take George to the uh, dog tur. Oh, the dog tur. A.K.A. the oncologist. Oh, sweet Georgie boy. Yeah, we'll keep everyone updated on mm-hmm. our, our sweet Georgie pie. Sweet baby. I know. Hopefully it's all good things. Probably Hopefully. not, but, you know, we'll see. Oh, my poor baby. My, know. my little boy. Oh my God. I hate it. That was a sad note to end on. I know. Sorry, guys. But it was very nice seeing you. Very nice seeing you. Um, And I will buy you all the cow print balloons for your future bachelorette. <laughs> oh, thanks. Because uh, it's been two weeks. It's been too long. It has. Yeah. I missed my, my Alex time. Um, I'm the most low-maintenance friend she has. <laughs> yes, you are. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yep. <laughs> we don't have to call each other. No. Nope. We just text each other. It's great. Or memes. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, thanks for hanging out. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. Don't kill your baby mama and then try to frame (laughs) her murder to your mistress. Yeah, don't do that thing. It's very (laughs) OJ-like. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. Thank you for listening to Hashtag Murder. Episodes are written and edited by Alex Lewis and Scarlett Hipton. Our intro and outro music is written and played by Derek Branton. Our cover art is by the lovely Lauren Walker. And our name was created by the most wonderful, supportive, and super hot boyfriend, Dustin Branton. We hope you've enjoyed your time with us. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or ideas, you can reach us at hashtag murderpod at gmail.com. That's H-A-S-H-T-A-G murderpod at gmail.com. And don't forget to tell all of your friends about us. Thanks. Bye. From one of Crystal's friends. Oh, no. And three counts of solicit. So Crystal. Oh, uh, yes. So. Oh, whoops. Okay. He's helpless without you. Yeah, it was mine. (laughs) Yeah, we're recording. You're the second Branton to interrupt. Yep, you are the second Branton to interrupt. (laughs) Just saying. Alright, thank you, ma'am. No problem. Bye. He can't. He can't. He called me fucking yesterday, too. (laughs) Okay. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Okay.